Welcome to WFUV's What's What. It's Wednesday, July 12th. What's What is a daily podcast that explores current events, culture, news, and hot topic issues in the New York tri-state area. And includes features and interviews exclusively from WFUV. I'm David Escobar. And I'm Jaya Joyce. And here are today's headlines. As wildfires continue to burn in Canada, New York City Council is reviewing the city's preparedness to tackle future smoky conditions. In a council hearing, public advocate Jamani Williams called on the Adams administration to better communicate the dangers of wildfire smoke to New Yorkers. During COVID, we saw press conferences daily that helped us back up uh, our communications. Uh, I think had the mayor, uh, commission, and others done a press conference sooner uh, and really lifted and dug into how bad the air quality might be, uh, we would have a better space for people to understand what to do and when, when the sky caught on fire. According to Williams, New Yorkers continued to go about their normal lives even when the air quality index was considered dangerous to all members of the public. Williams says he's calling on the Adams administration to have a plan for the smoke, like mass distribution and frequent updates about the smoke. Today, app-based food delivery workers will get their long-awaited pay raise in the city. Food delivery workers in New York City now must be paid at least $17.96 an hour, not including tips. This comes nearly two years after the city council passed a set of bills to improve working conditions. Starting April 2025, minimum wage for app-based workers is set to increase to $19.96 per hour. Officials at the Department of Consumer and Worker Protection say these pay increases take into account the fact that most of these workers are independent contractors. This means they take on many out-of-pocket costs like gas and maintenance. Throughout the month of June, New York City featured a number of events across the five boroughs where people could celebrate the LGBTQ community. WFUV's Christina Lulich attended the Pride-inspired Queen's Ball, a live immersive experience based on the hit Netflix show Bridgerton. The Queen's Ball, a Bridgerton experience, is a unique event where you can dress like a debutante and enjoy a live performance. You can really feel like you're in the popular Netflix series, Bridgerton. In honor of Pride Month, Netflix Live Experiences hosted a Reign with Pride edition. It's a celebration of love, freedom, and self-expression at the Media Pro Manhattan Studio. We were really interested that it was the Reign and Pride edition because we thought it would be a great way to end our Pride Month. Participants were excited to experience many different aspects of the ball, one of them being the music. Frankly, the combination of great music, a show that I actually enjoy and pride was an opportunity I couldn't resist. And a lot of people at the ball were excited to see a royal queer love story. It's entirely pride. It's not straight. It's better than straight, right? How is it better than straight? We have more fun. Yeah. Way more fun. <laughs> Way more fun. <laughs> a lot of, you know, royal experiences and just general love stories of the past are always very heterosexual, and so it's nice that we get a night to kind of have our own stories told. While this edition of the Queen's Ball was a one-night-only pride celebration, you can purchase tickets for future shows at BridgertonExperience.com. I'm Christina Lulich, WFUV News.
That was WFUV's Christina Lulich covering the Queen's Ball Rain with Pride. Looking to see a picture-perfect sight in the city? If so, go on down to Manhattan tonight to catch a glimpse of the annual Manhattan Henge. It happens twice a year when the sun sets perfectly in line with Manhattan's street grid. For recommendations on where to watch, visit amnh.org and don't forget your camera. There's a new Taylor Swift exhibit at the Museum of Arts and Design at Columbus Circle. WFUV's Avery Loftus has the story. As soon as I get to the second floor of the Museum of Arts and Design, I'm surrounded by fans gazing at a giant flat screen playing the all-too-well short film that later cycles through other music videos like You Need to Calm Down. Glittering costume ensembles, flowy blouses, sparkling jewelry, and walls with handwritten lyrics from the fan-favorite songs All Too Well and Tim McGraw are all part of the museum's new exhibit, Taylor Swift Storyteller. But behind the dazzling outfits and crowded lines, Museum of Arts and Design director Tim Rogers says the exhibition tells a deeper story about the pop star's songwriting. We recognized that she's doing more than just writing kind of catchy pop songs. She is truly writing stories, um, little epics that become transformed into pop songs. And in so doing, she's creating characters. Along with playing her own characters, Rogers says that she is also directing and coordinating entire worlds behind the personas played out in her music videos and performances. One aspect of that is the costumes and how those costumes really help her create identities that are then being kind of worked out in the song itself. With about 50 different pieces of jewelry, props, and select red carpet looks along with costumes, the exhibit showcases signature pieces of each Taylor Swift era. The piano from the red All Too Well performance and the modern fearless flapper dress that strikes in golden thread on stage are just some of the most iconic symbols of her different personas. Museum attendee Jessica Reyes most enjoys the Reputation era. So I think what I love is that it's almost like an extension of the music where she's very intentional about what she's wearing to represent each era and I think that's like iconic. No matter what Taylor Swift era you identify with, the Museum of Arts and Design has frozen pieces of her past show-stopping looks behind glass for anyone to see. I'm Avery Loftus with WFUV News. That was WFUV's Avery Loftus at the Taylor Swift Storyteller Exhibit at the Museum of Arts and Design at Columbus Circle. The display will be available through September 4th. And on this day in 1954, Elvis Presley signed a recording contract with Sun Records. Presley was 19 years old when he quit his day job at the Crown Electric Company. He would go on to be the man known for bridging the gap between white and black music. Up next is our weekly music segment on the What's What podcast that delivers the latest music news. We have WFUV's Rosie Lenz here to tell us about all the latest headlines. Well, unfortunately, in a continuation of last week's news, the list of artists hit by objects thrown at them by their audience is only growing. What happened this time, Rosie? Harry Styles has had yet another object thrown at him on stage. This time, it happened while he was performing in Vienna. An object hit him in the eye. Thankfully, he is okay and was able to recover and finish the show. But he joins the list of artists who had similar experience with this recently. We talked about Vivirexa, Lil Nas X, and Ava Max, but Drake, 
Kelsey Ballerini, Kane Brown, and more have joined the list. Billie Eilish and her brother Phineas spoke up about the situation. Eilish said this is not new. She's been getting things thrown at her for years. She says she knows most fans do it out of love, but both Eilish and Phineas have asked fans not to throw things on stage. And what else is going on in the world of music? All good things come to an end. Sir Elton John played the final concert of his farewell tour in Sweden on Saturday night. His farewell Yellow Brick Road tour started in 2018. He sold 5.8 million tickets on this tour to date. Countless celebrities have shared their support for John and the final night of his tour. But in good news, John's team wants fans to know that even though it was his last tour, it was not his last public performance. Rosie, speaking of public performances, I heard a new festival is making its way to New York. Well, the summer festivals keeps on going. The Global Citizen Festival returns to Central Park September 23rd. It's a free benefit that works towards helping end extreme poverty. Miss Lauren Hill, Megan Thee Stallion, Red Hot Chili Peppers, and Conan Gray are a few of the names set to perform. If you can't go in person, it will also be available for streaming. Can you tell us the website to find out more? Absolutely. It's globalcitizen.org. Sounds like fun. I'm looking forward to it. Thanks for joining us, Rosie. Thanks for having me. See you next week. And that's our show for today. But check back with us tomorrow at 3 o'clock for more news, music, culture, and sports. And tell your friends so they can find WFUV's What's What at WFUVnews.org and wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Jaya Joyce. And I'm David Escobar. And that's What's What.